Ugh, I hate poetry. And I love poetry. And I love poetry. Wait, what? Now there are two of you? This is a very special episode because we are joined by Maggie Boyer. Hi, uh, my name is Maggie. You just said that, so. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, go for it. Go for it, Dylan. You go. You go. Just like I did this last time. I did this last time with Alison when I introduced her. I was like, "So this is Alison." I on purpose love to make it awkward. I know, but it's like we we need to give people a bit more context as well about who they are. Yeah, sorry, that was my awkward intro um, because I love I love awkwardness as we established last episode. Yes. You need the yeah. second-hand embarrassment factor. So, Maggie, please introduce yourself properly. Hi, I'm Maggie Boyer. I uh, write a lot of poetry, uh, so that hints why I'm here. Um, mm-hmm. I am coming out with a new book shortly called Ungodly, and you can also find me on Instagram at Maggie Writes. I've been published in some amazing places like Borgin Online, Capsule Stories, some great anthologies to check out. Um, yeah, so... See, Amazing. that's what I should have said. That was a great intro. I should have said that instead of uh-huh. making it awkward. But, I mean, that's, that's the kind of host quality we have on it's, this show. <laughs> the entertainment, the secondhand embarrassment. It's like, if you're not getting, like, literally cringing listening, we're not doing it right. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and I'm the one doing all the cringing at the moment, so... <laughs> He's just like, this is Maggie. I'm like, you didn't even say, like, who they are properly. <laughs> we do uh, we do appreciate you coming on, Maggie. Um, you know, we contacted you to go on the show because we thought your poems were great. So, um, yeah, it's an yeah. absolute honour to have you on. Thank you. It's an honour to be here. Absolutely. It's been so fun getting to talk with you guys. And yeah. So, so Charlie, what's our first poem today so our first poem today is called words wide night by carol ann duffy have you heard dylan of carol ann duffy no i haven't heard of carol carol caroline duffy have you carol no not caroline carol ann oh sorry carol ann i'm sorry okay yeah so she's a dame so she's pretty important Okay. She, uh, so she's a. Oh, she's sorry, a, a dame, as in, right, I thought you said Dane. I was like, no, okay. She's a Dane. <laughs> she, she's, a, she's a dog. She's a great Dane. Um, oh, yeah. I was thinking like Danish. Yeah, yeah, same. That like That's what I was doing, like Vikings. Ah, uh, I didn't pick that up. <laughs> she's a royal lady, right? Yeah, she's a, yeah, like a dame, like Dame Helen Mirren or someone like that. She's a yes. dame. Right. So it's a, a title. Matt, if Maggie doesn't know, like, it's a title. I don't know if they have them in America, but it's like you get given it by the Queen. It's like a title to say that you've um, contributed to UK life in an amazing way. Um, so a lot of like actors and actresses and musicians get uh, dames and dukedoms and stuff like that. So she's a dame. She's a British poet and playwright. Okay. She's a poet laureate. Uh, she, yes, exactly. She, she's a, she, uh, she was appointed poet laureate in May 2009. And she actually gave it up a few years ago in 2019, so for 10 years. And she was the first woman, the first Scottish-born poet, and the first known LGBT poet to hold the position of Poet Laureate. So quite a giant and a significant poet in our country's history, I would say. Um, She was born in the 50s. So and she's still with us. So um, wow, that's awesome. Breaking some barriers, even in her age. Yeah, exactly. Mass- massively. Um, I don't know what's more progressive: the LGBT thing or the fact she's Scottish and a dame. <laughs> 
that's true that that's true yeah the, uh, so let's have a look then so um i studied her loads at school she's like really really famous she did a whole series called um i think it was like called the world's missus or something like that but basically she takes stereotypical male so like hamlet shakespeare uh, frankenstein like all dylan these j. Different, dylan j kershaw <laughs> and she did like she did these she's poems iconic. about she's iconic she did these poems about <laughs> that sort of gender flipping them and she she sort of likes to sometimes play with gender but she also she just writes some really quaint poetry sometimes as well some it's really like heartfelt and honest and raw yeah this felt a little different than some of her other stuff that i've read mm. so yeah this was suggested to me by my wife uh, who is amazing at picking out poems uh so yes let's let's have Keith. a read and see what we think. So, this is Words Wide Night by Carolyn Duffy. Somewhere on the other side of this wide night, and the distance between us, I am thinking of you. The room is turning slowly away from the moon. This is pleasurable. Or shall I cross that out and say it is sad? In one of the tenses, I, singing an impossible song of desire, that you cannot hear. La, 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 see? I close my eyes and imagine the dark hills I would have to cross to reach you. For I am in love with you. And that is what it is like, or what it is like in words. So I've written some pretty aggressive notes about okay. this poem. Okay. And this was before you told me about you know how cool this this woman is yeah so now i feel bad because i've criticized <laughs> this this poem without any context and we should have made such an elaborate great intro about her because now i can't now i'm going well i'm i'm a dickhead for for because i don't think this poem's very good i'm sorry okay i was gonna say I, the reason i thought it was different is because i didn't like it as much as some of yes. the other things i was very gonna nice. say like I I like about half of it a lot. And then there's half okay. of it that I don't like almost at all. And so it's that very mixed bag. So I want to sure. hear your observations, Dylan. I'm very excited to hear. Um, <laughs> okay. Like I, the whole wide night. What does wide night mean? Like, That's one of I my know favorite was... parts. Mm. So mm-hmm. like I can put down to some words being like, oh, poets, you know, they can they can do what they want. They can twist words how they for the meaning. But yeah. wide night, I mean, it makes no sense. It doesn't make any sense. Um, I mean, she's sort of twisting sort of uh, geographical sort of distance and also time together. Right. So she's sort of saying somewhere on the other side of this wide night. So wide night as in it's she's a long distance from her love, but also yeah. the night is wide. It's all, like, why do we say a night is long, but we don't say a night is wide? I think she's just playing on that a little bit. Like, oh, we might okay. say, oh, it's a long night, right? Yeah. Um. It like, which means that it's just the night feels like it's going on forever. Yeah. Why don't we ever say a wide night? It expands your view of the night really well. Mm. Yeah. Um, because instead of like kind of like looking straight forward in time, I feel like she's n- noting on the fact that like, as I get ready for bed, you're getting ready to get up 
like the right. night is so wide between us. Um, oh. Like it's long, like exactly like you said, she's yeah. playing on that along with the distance. So instead of like looking straight down the time, it's like, no, night is everywhere. It's wide. It's big. And Ooh. it's surrounding me. Do you ever get one of those friends in your friendship groups that purposely gets like uses the wrong words and it really annoys you? You know, when they go, oh, the turns have tabled. Like it just, do you yeah, know what I mean? They say yeah. the phrase wrong, just that little bit. Like again, instead of saying long night, it's gonna be wide night. <laughs> My favorite line, personally, is um, the last bit where it says, "For I'm in love with you," and this is what it is like, or what it is like in words, because like she's making that distinction that maybe there's an element of this love she has that she can't put down onto words, and maybe that's why we might think it's not as good a poem because. She hasn't been able to capture her love, maybe, as well. And I don't know. What What do you think? Yeah, I was going to say my fir- my favorite lines are the first three and the last line. Mm. Um, those are just incredible lines because talking about the distance and the wide night, um, yeah. the room is turning slowly away from the moon. It, that, to me, represents how by the time the moon's away from me, it's back to you. Yeah. And, oh, yeah, that's good. And, and, like, I mean, it might not be that exactly, you know, time zones and all that, but yeah. it's that feeling of not having as many waking hours together. And and I think that you're right when you say that that might be why, because I think that I was bothered by the la, 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 la. I mean, I think yes. that if, if I... Yeah. The, the pleasure and the sad, I, I could have been bothered by, but I probably could have not been bothered by, depending on what they were surrounded by. But it was yeah. followed by the la-la, and I was just like, oh, man. But then that last sentence hooked me right back in. You know, yeah. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is why it's a great, like, this is why it's still a worthy poem, you know? Yes. Um. Yeah. So it's not like it's a bad poem, but it's got some lines no. I got issue with. <laughs> I thought the la la bit and basically the whole thing of being disjointed was because she was like mad in love, right? Like she was going mad in love. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. That was a good one. Yeah, she's like, there's no words to describe this. And yeah, no. and, and I think, I just think it's a little more telling than showing. Like if you, if she had tried to maybe show a little bit more with mm. like the words instead of just saying like pleasurable and sad it might have and i think she tried with the the singing yeah. and i loved the tenses her playing with the tenses i don't think it was executed like perfectly but also language mm. changed over the last 50 years and stuff yeah um yeah, but yeah. i love that she was like i don't know what tense i'm gonna be loving you in but i love you so mm. i i need you to know mm. in whatever tense i i think the reason the la 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 for me doesn't work is it's sort of not meant to work because she says in in one of the tenses, I singing an impossible love of desire that you cannot hear. La, 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 see? And she's like, but it's annoying because it's like, it's like you have a bad bit of your poem. So you try and like explain it. <laughs> that yeah, sounds like me. I mean, and it's like, I, okay, I like cursing and poetry, but I think it has to be really specific because otherwise it's just like taking the place of something that could be more powerful. Like you're just kind of being yeah. lazy looking for the word. And that's a bad yeah. term and a bad terminology, but like it's, that's what I was always taught. And I feel like she's, I'm like, you can break rules, but like you got to know the rules to break them. And I, I, yes. I know she probably knows the rules, but in this poem, it doesn't feel like as much she maybe knows the rules to break them in the right ways. Yeah. Um, and, and it does almost feel like it would be like more, it's such a short piece, but almost like a spoken word piece where I would prefer her just like humming in that interim and just like, 
Mm. having no words, literally, like not even the la la la, but it doesn't translate to written as well. And this was during a time spoken word wasn't as prominent. So I like, again, I understand where she's coming from, but I'm just like, oh, in new modern, like this could be crafted differently, but at the same time, you know, it led to other things. So. So can we all agree my poems? I've had poems better than this one. Oh, um, <laughs> I don't know. Okay, I went too like far. Sacrilege, I went but... too far. I still think that the wide night and the room turning away from the moon are just like absolute beautiful imagery. And mm, that last line, like it, it explains kind of why it's been so... Cr- I mean, we were just talking about secondhand embarrassment. It's honestly like how love can be secondhand embarrassing, but you want to just jump right into it anyway. Like, I'm going to yeah. go ahead and embarrass myself on this page. And and I think that people, as a poet, people don't realize how hard happy poems are. Like, I struggle mm-hmm. still. And I mean, like, my next project has more happy poems in it than anything else, but like, which is awesome. But it's like, oh my yeah. gosh, it's different. And And I think that she's kind of proving that with the last line of like, this is the best I can do with words, but like words don't describe love as accurately. So Dylan, I'm sorry. I don't think you quite evoked all of hang that on. with it. On, because again, on. she broke the rules in a way that's like, it's it's on that fine line between like mm, too broken or broken, if that makes sense. I have a confession to make, Maggie. Please. Um, so hold that mm. thought because I have written a poem in response to the poem that we're going to do next by you. Um, so, you know, before you say that, just just know there is there is one coming that's That's amazing. true. We should withhold judgment. You asked me too early because uh, you asked me about poems I've heard from true, you, you know? True, true. Okay. Yeah, okay. We'll see, true. we'll see. Yeah, I, I don't know about this one. I think um, we should indeed cross out the uh, pleasurable of this poem. Cross um, out the pleasurable. That was like Good yeah. Lord. That was like a poem burn. Um, oh gosh, what's one I've got to? Um, I I just don't think I don't know. I I get what you guys are saying. You guys have analysed it pretty well. Mm. You know, you got especially Maggie of a wide night. Um, I w- didn't think that there was any explanation to that. So well done. Uh, <laughs> didn't think you could catch me out there. So yeah. <laughs> um, but I I just think it's I don't know. It feels a bit rambly to me. You know. Mm-hmm. Feels like a journal, like a like a journal entry yes. maybe. Uh, Maggie's written our next poem. Do you want to read out your poem yourself? I think that would be great. This is a poem from my next collection, Ungodly, that comes out in February. It is available for pre-order, and Dylan's holding it up. He is so sweet. Um, It was originally published in A Cornered Girl, so thank you to them, but also thank you to you guys for picking it, because I like this poem too, so. Uh, It's called After Party. After all the guests left their fingerprints on every window and scuffs up and down each hallway, I searched for you. I looked underneath the stacks of jackets forgotten by those doning flushed cheeks, peeked in the guest room, let your name shake now empty glasses, clattering and cluttering countertops. They said you slipped out while I was still dancing. Now I just have pity parties, all alone, drinking myself silly. Wow. I like that. So do I, Charlie. I, I like this one as well. That's why I chose it. I feel I could relate to it the most, to be honest. <laughs> um, <laughs> do you want to talk about how you could relate to it, Dylan? I mean, in, in so many ways. But 
<laughs> going back to the poem, <laughs> if I go on to a really crazy story, because I'm a crazy person, um, <laughs> I assume this is about like a potential love interest, right? But yes, it's not though, is it? Because if one thing poetry has taught me this year is to never assume that every poem is straightforward. Uh, this uh, so, one's pretty straightforward, so you, okay. you got it. You clocked it good. Well, I'll revert my <laughs> statement then. I'll revert that. Um, what did you think it was about? Let's hear it. We can't We can't cut the man off in his prime. <laughs> I was going to say it can be also what you saw in it, so share. Okay, I thought I had it wrong. So I thought this is what I was going to say at the end and be like, but it's not about this, is it? So, okay, it's, it's, I got it right then. It is about potential love interest. Um, I remember, right, as a teenager, like, throwing parties just for like really one person right like i know this sounds really like high school and cliche but you know throw a party you want that girl to come or guy um and you know they turn up and or they don't and you try and look for them or maybe they turn up for like five minutes and you you know you you can't find them and it's that anxiety of trying to find them and going i've done all this just to you know at least i want a conversation of them um Mm. Yeah, that's the only bit of this I could relate to. (laughs) The only bit. No, okay, there's a lot in this. um, (laughs) Yeah, there's stacks of jackets. Like, I love that. I love that visually. I mean, you seem to have a lot of friends for a poet, Maggie, to be honest, you know? So that's what's funny. I know a lot of people. Right. I have few close friends, but those I do, I love dearly. That is where I see where the glass, the empty glasses, because they show like generic crowd, don't they? Empty glasses. Like there's like if you want to showcase a singular glass, it's usually got like a lipstick stain or it's somewhere else. It's put somewhere else. Maybe it's put upstairs in the bedroom. Like you can. It's how you place things after a They're party, isn't it? They're all across the counter. Everybody stayed in the living room kitchen. Yeah. Yes. You know? And, and, exactly. and I love that. That's a beautiful catch and little find there. Yeah, that's... Thank you. Yeah. I, I love, like, sort of, as well, there's this carelessness that the guests have. Like, there's this one guest that you really want, but, like, everyone else who is there, like, left their fingerprints on every window and scuffs up and down the hallway, like... I would hate for these people to be at my house. Right? Like, <laughs> You're like, get out, leave. Yeah. <laughs> I want to go to bed. Exactly. exactly. I feel this is the opposite of how I think of, like, you two, Maggie. Like, you said, like, the way I see this is I had to deal with all these morons to see you. Like, this, I had to deal with humans in order mm. to get you here. That's what it feels <laughs> like. And I can totally relate to that. Yeah, and then it's like it's like by the end, by the time you realize that they're not there, none of it was worth it, and you just want the last yes. remaining people to go. Like yeah. you're like, I just want to be alone, and I want to put on a really sad song and like clean up my house because you guys destroyed it. And it's like yeah. kind of how your heart is destroyed. Like, mm. and it's all within that same moment. Like, I don't know. And then I, I thought that you might you might relate to drinking all alone in pity parties but mm. yes you didn't so i'm proud of thanks you. maggie <laughs> <laughs> every party i have is a pity party it's the best time <laughs> right i'm like oh <laughs> but see the funny part is that i don't really drink and so yeah. i i wrote this poem and i heart i i'm I'm going to say this because I don't listen to podcasts. I drink when one set of my family members are around me. And that is about it. And so, like, 
I don't mean I used to drink. You can say in laws. Like that college, high school time. Like, oh yeah, yeah, I drank. But like now that I'm getting older, I'm like, um, I'm I'm that person who's like, okay, you guys, get out of my house. Let me clean up these glasses. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm just still stuck on that imagery of like the party guests and the glasses, like being Mm. those empty vessels of like people. That's still just like oof. And and I think that the title, like, I want to bring that up real quick. After Party, it's like the whole party is overshadowed by that, like, shatter moment. I think that's the thing as well. The, alf- the After Party is normally supposed to be, like, more hardcore than the party, right? Like, when you see Hollywood stars, they, like, have the party, and then they go to, like, Jay-Z's house, and they have the After Party, and it's like he's got, like, I don't know, money falling from the ceiling, and, like... Yeah, no, champagne coming out of his statues. or so. I don't know what people do these parties. It's parties. the rager. <laughs> you really don't. It's <laughs> that everybody no here is wealthy and exclusive, so I can blow everything on it, but then, like, you're just kind of all alone at the very end of everything, no matter what. Mm. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Because the after party is where the night really takes you, isn't it? it it's like... it's Normally, what... yeah. Yeah, when you get invited <laughs> to them, Charlie. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> there was an after party? Why didn't you guys tell me? <laughs> that should be it. That should be the poem, after party. Wait, there's an after party? There was one? No, that would be amazing. As you can say, can I say one of my favourite lines in this poem, God. which I thought was just really unique and I've never heard this in another poem before. It's the, uh, it says, peeked into the guest room. Let your name shake now empty glasses clattering and cluttering countertops. Like, I love that. Like, it's like you're, you're calling. You're, like, forlorn and, like, calling their name. And it's just like all you get in response is empty glasses. Oh, like, what a... It's like a stab in the heart almost. It's, like, such a, a sad but moving sort of image. So Thank you so much. I appreciate it. I like it. it. I agree. I really quite like that line. I also like the way you use like present tense in this so the first bit is in the past tense and the, but with the middle the glass clattering and the cluttering countertops is very much in the party it's like a party full of noises you know what i mean Mm-hmm. yeah and it's like very loud like your internal thoughts around all of it like it's all just very loud yes mm. absolutely which brings me on to my next poem a party full of noises Oh, oh, so sly. That was really slick. I know. That was slick. I should that be like so a TV slick. anchor, I think. I mean, or like a <laughs> podcast host. No. Oh, yeah, I you should be, you'd be I really be good at that. that. Nah, no, no, no. <laughs> not really. Before we get onto mine, because mine yeah. is a response, is it's like a response poem to Maggie's. I've got to say, okay. Maggie, I'm very impressed by your poem. Like, I, I really did like it. Like, I know, you know, I've been reading your book and it's been really great. But that poem really stuck out for me. Um, I just like I just wanted to do it in the episode, so I just want to thank you for bringing that on, allowing us to do it because it was really good. I am really sorry if I ruined it in my poem. So um, yeah, <laughs> you can only make it better. Okay, so this is called "A Party Full of Noises" by me, Dylan J. Okay. Kershaw. Bellowing was talking about the fact he was made redundant again. It's hurting poor Murmuring's brain. Wailing found out her boyfriend was also seeing another. For pattering, having three others was no bother. Singing was clueless but nice and drunk, whilst vomiting had smoked some skunk. But I was there. Can you guess which one? My name is Humming, and I knew no one. That's actually really good. 
Thank mm. you. So I, I, like I basically have gone back in time to when the party was before the after party. Oh. And, and I love like... I loved that you're like looking around at the party goers and you're kind of like describing them through your eye and like mm. it switches from like the emotion filled people to like the action filled people. You know, it went from the people who were bellowing and mm. were mm. like and from murmuring like these more like I feel like those are still actions, but more like evocative of emotion versus like yeah. vomiting and it's like i can see like the jock who doesn't have the big personality being the guy yeah. who like was on a keg stand and is now vomiting in the corner versus <laughs> yeah. like the theater kids you know murmuring to each other in the corner you know D dylan do you know what a keg stand is no idea i just i just know okay. what's a keg stand <laughs> i only know because of bowling for soup they taught me um it's where you stand on your head and you have to drink a keg of beer through a hose pipe. That sounds amazing. Yeah, they're, I mean, they're pretty intense. They're fun. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. I think I might have seen Zac Efron do that or something. Yeah, they're all in, all in like, you know, American Pie and all those sort yeah. of films. Yeah, 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 they're, yeah. they're always in those films. Okay, um, that's cool. Yeah. Is that what parties are like in the US, Maggie? Are they all like high school cliches, like lined up? So I, in high school, did not go to any parties, but... I hosted one, and okay. it was only supposed to be, like, ten people. Oh, no. And I see where you're going with this. There was a lot of people that showed up. And yeah. it wow. was supposed to be this, like, intimate thing where, like, I was having my friends for the first time do some mm. things. Yeah. Ah, right, okay. There was a hand gesture in there, by the way. Oh, was <laughs> that, I, I didn't see that. Oh, you were trying to help some people out. I was yeah. trying to help yeah. some people out. And, and teach them the ways, bring them yeah. to the light. And um, yeah. so it's just supposed to be a few of us. My mom was out of town and um, like, I was like, okay, you guys can come over to my house. Like, it'll all be cool. And um, then all of a sudden, like 30 people showed up to my house. And, and again, I had never been to a party. So like I accidentally threw a party and that was like <laughs> really weird. And so I just, I remember like, you know, we didn't have a keg, but I have been to parties with keg stands. I've been to parties with beer pong, which is like where oh, yeah. you like yeah. have a ping pong ball. I don't know if you know yeah. this and like yeah, yeah, bounce it. Yeah. Um, quarters. I like how the first party you had, you hosted it. That's like going on a plane for the first time, but piloting it. <laughs> I know, it was a lot. <laughs> you know, I, I don't relate to this poem so much i felt i've wrote this as someone who i mean i'm quite outgoing and i'm quite sociable and quite confident so this isn't me but i could imagine i was trying to put myself in the shoes of someone that was quite a party or maybe it didn't go their way you know mm. um i feel like there's at least one person at a party that's having a bad night right oh yeah oh yeah and it's normally me um <laughs> But no, but I he wrote know, this like, poem for you. Aww. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, I don't know. I just feel like the amount of parties I've been to versus the amount of parties I've enjoyed. Yeah, like the ratio. It, it's normally it's it's about the people. Ninety percent of it is about oh, the yeah. people. If if you like know them and you enjoy their company, it's great. And I tend to like those smaller parties for that reason. 
the more like yes, kickback style thing. I don't know if that's the term there, but mm-hmm. like yeah, 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 small yeah. get together. Yeah, a shindig. Yes, a shindig. <laughs> and and what I loved about your piece is like. I feel like you kind of captured both ends of the spectrum because you never know what you get with alcohol. Does that make sense? Like, I feel yeah, like mm-hmm. you Gamble. can have such different nights and yes. it can go one way or the other, like one drink, one sip, one order, whatever. And mm. and you got the billowing and the murmuring. You got like yeah. the person humming, yeah. not too drunk. And then you got the person like completely losing their guts, like. And I just I loved the personification like each of them just brought on like it just brought me into a party. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And you can see like each of your friends as well, can't you? Like in these different sort of almost caricatures, these stereotypes that there is. And I I didn't really understand humming at first. But now with with what Maggie's just said, um, you said about the like humming, almost like buzzing, like you've had a few drinks like we would say, I don't know what you call it in America, but like tipsy or buzzing. Buzz. Like it's you got a buzz. Yeah, okay. So I guess like that's maybe what you meant by humming. But I also was like, also in England, humming can mean like you smell, like you're humming with flies, you st- yeah. you stink. Yeah. Or it could just mean that you're actually humming like you're sort of I wasn't sure if you were like singing to yourself or you were like humming because you were like hmm, where's that person? Like hmm, that's sort of like detectiving, mm-hmm. trying to find that person. Yeah, and I don't know if like one of those meanings is right or sure. all of them. Or sure. I don't know. I'll what think- did you intend? <laughs> what did you intend? I didn't intend anything, mate. So yeah, <laughs> all of above, please. Party and poetry—they're kind of like polar opposites. When you think of writing poetry, you think all alone in your room, you know, just scribbling down anything. They're very much polar opposites of each other. So mm. to have them in in the poems is actually quite interesting, you know. I do actually want to thank Maggie because she's been so great in the technical <laughs> issues that we've had over the last You two guys episodes. are great. <laughs> Aww, thank thank you. you. And um, that's why I think you guys really should uh, go and get her book. I, you know, as someone that doesn't like poetry usually, uh, you know me, um, I actually think <laughs> it's really accessible. And like, you know, I actually really enjoyed reading it. Um, like I actually, what I did is I actually read one every night um as like a little treat just before i went to bed because i just don't have time to actually read so i thought if i read a poem it feels like i'm actually you know like you know reading something and i can yeah. take something away from it so yeah me and my girlfriend be reading one every every night so it's that's very... literally like the sweetest thing ever and <laughs> like awesome. makes me beyond happy like i'm honored <laughs> so no and I'm it's glad. been like so fun to record with you guys and to like talk with you and and like i said i mean it inspired some of my own work so like I I think you guys is basically the gist of it. So it's been fun. Thank you, Maggie. Both ways. Thank you. That's awesome. And I hope my poems inspire a lot of people one day. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you guys so much. And yes, uh, Ungodly, it's available for pre-order now. So I was going to say, do you have a website that people can go to? It's Maggie Boyer, M-A-G-G-I-E. B-O-W-Y-E-R.com. And I can also be found on Amazon, books, Book Depository, uh, anywhere that sells books online generally has my books. Great. Awesome. Thank you so much, Maggie, again, for joining us. You've been a great guest. We're definitely going to have you on again, even if we have to rock it three times again. I don't care. We want you back. <laughs> <laughs>